used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm going, no one gets on. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set. I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn. But think about it, then you understand. I'm just an addict, addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I gotta use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm. I hook a beat up, convert it into hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see me in. Deep concentration, cause I'm no and you're listening to the enemy, Good morning, beautiful people. It's Tuesday. I'm Bam Schultz. I mean, this is love, bad love talk. Thanks, Harry. Harry, let me tell you something. I gotta say this. I've been following this whole China and the balloon thing, and everybody's all bent out of shape about it. But, you know, for me, I'm not that mad at it because that's something we can see. What I'm concerned about is the ish we can't see. The spy, the spy stuff that we can't see is China. You think all the stuff that we import from China ain't lined up with some spy stuff? Give me a break. I don't give a damn about a balloon. The balloon only takes pictures. And we shot it down. So what? So what are they going to see? The circumference of the United States? All right. Listen. Uh, well, you know, the everybody knows that our TVs and technology, they all contain microphones, right? I, so I, Harry, they got us already. <laughs> they got us. But, you know, everybody's bent out of shape, but this was just the biggest gender reveal. You know, we... <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know who was throwing that party. It just floated our way. And when we busted it, literally, there was some white dust that came out. So I don't know what what white means for gender, but there you Non-binary. go. Non-binary. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> just made that up. It's like you're having a white supremacist. Why didn't we shoot it down sooner? What's it going to do? It's not dropping bombs. It's slow. Wave at it. Harry, you don't think that with all the technology that China has. No, I think it's a a test balloon, right? It's just to see what we will tolerate in our airspace. I I, I agree. I agree with that. I I agree Um, with all the things, Harry. I think that was like the bouncing ball. Let's distract them with this so they don't see us doing that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that they have satellites. They don't need a balloon. (laughs) They really don't need a balloon, Harry. They can see everything from their satellites. Harry, we all got their TVs in our houses. (laughs) But the biggest thing is just, the you know, they got insulted that we shot at the (laughs) Harry, don't they own TikTok? (laughs) They're like uh, you they on TikTok. They on TikTok, don't they? They're in our, all all our phones, all our homes, and they're insulted that we shot a balloon. Them. <laughs> I'm I'm just more done, outdone by the Americans who are flipping out by this. I'm like, you worried about a balloon, but you're not worried about that device in your hand that comes into your house. You're not worried about the artificial intelligence that they created. What? The that worst, you use at your house. The worst part is that they do try to scare you that way. And then these um, politicians will go on TikTok themselves. 
<laughs> you know, and do political ads, and you're like, Wait. uh, I don't, I don't think you get it. So there, there's my TikToking and my TikToking, yeah, right <laughs> into the. And I love, I love. The other day, I heard the Republican woman, the communist country. What did she call it? What is it? What, what what's the whole title of China? The Communist Republic oh. of China. <laughs> Yeah, and she kept saying it, Harry, as if somehow or other we have forgotten. <laughs> oh. I'm like, is she going to say that whole name every time she says that? I mean, we kind of forgotten, right? Because we're, we just keep borrowing money, uh, letting them steal our technology, and buying our own technology back. <laughs> so, so we're in that, you know, that rabbit hole with China and we we don't want to get out of it. So it's like that balloon is the least of our problems. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. It's the balloon you can't see is the one that's going to do you in. Yep. Because people just got out their bag about it's like all right, it's a spy balloon. Do we want to send one over there and see how fast they shoot ours down? Like what's the story? We we gonna fight over balloons now. Well, I get be- it. it's a security. I get it. I get it. I get it. But Harry, we got in any given day, there's 50 million people flying drones across this country doing all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. No, China would immediately shoot our stuff down. But um, but that's besides the point. It's not like we don't have satellites pointed over China, right? <laughs> Harry, this whole this whole world is surveilled. Right, we're looking. We're all looking at each other. We we are looking at each other. We all have our nuclear weapons pointed at each other. Yeah. So we all surveilled and heavily armed. Yep. So what? What you gonna do? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, people. People just are upset that China's so overt about it and. And they feel we're slow to respond. Yeah. Well, you know, Harry, if they would have shot it down somewhere and and it would have caused a great deal of harm, that would have been the wrong thing to do, too. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you might have killed the polar bear if you shot it down over Africa. I mean, well, Alaska. <laughs> you might have. And God knows polar bears have enough drama with the, the, the polar ice caps <laughs> melting. So they don't need that, too. <laughs> I was just thinking about that's like everybody's all up in arms about this balloon. I'm like, we are surveilled everywhere we go, so heavily surveilled by all kinds of people from around the world. Well, here's right, and here's the thing: that balloon is one thing, right? But um, we're choosing to sell our farmlands to China, right? And nobody's up in arms about that, Harry. <laughs> right. So it's like, wait a minute. So they're they're in control of your food supply. But you're okay with that. Nobody in government is bringing a bill on the floor to stop that. But that balloon, that's an issue. I want oh, to have, have hearings. Have hearings. Why? Why are we doing that? I mean, I, I get it because of the airspace. I'm, but the thing is, is that all of that stuff is... I mean, we could hear, we could have a two-day hearing and waste time and money, but 
unless the policies change, who cares? It's just complaining. It's just a, a lot of whining. <laughs> you know, and and if you want to change the policies, get in power and change the policies. But you're not going to change this administration's policies. You're not going to change anything. Um, so I, I get it. Everybody is weird. I mean, I would like China not to be able to do that stuff. But like like you said, there's so many other things that they're they're embedded in the American. They're they're embedded in the American dream, Babs. They are. Right. So they are, we, Harry. We go, we want, we want a, the American dream. We want to be able to give our kids this made in China. Give our kids that made in China. <laughs> it was like. And get mad if we have something made in America that costs two cents more. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so it's like we want our iPhones, but as soon as our iPhones go up $400 because they're made here, it's like, wait a minute. We can't do this. We can't overcharge. Well, the workers in America cost more. They have unions. You know, they that's what they say, but that's not really the truth. The truth is the people that run these organizations, these corporations want more money. No, of course. They're not paying people well. Right. But and then when they tell you it's going to cost you more money, people back down. Because they don't want to spend more money. You know, perhaps we want to go out and buy. Sixteen for three hundred dollars. No, we want it for one hundred and fifty-eight dollars. <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> Do you feel like you got a deal, Harry? If you got a sixty-five-inch TV for one hundred and fifty dollars, not anymore. For seventy-five dollars. Yeah, you know it, it has to because <laughs> they're all competing now, right? And I mean, Taiwan makes a lot of stuff, which is why. China wants to take over Taiwan so they could say it's all theirs. Well, we haven't heard anything from Taiwan in a minute. Well, China's still flying planes over. They're still threatening to go in any any second. But I mean, like <laughs> it's like there's so much to worry about in the world, right? So it's like get in line and then <laughs> and then China <laughs> is the cause of much of it, right? A lot of the stuff that they're eating up all the natural resources around the world because they go in and they throw their money around. They do. They are, they, are, they are bad stewards of the earth. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're doing it to countries who need help that we are overlooking, that we're refusing to help. Yeah. So, like like African countries. Right. So so Af so Africa goes, wait a minute. So we need clean water. And China's saying they're going to give us clean water if we give them access to our mines. Okay. But in the process, they abuse the people. The, the water is not really clean <laughs> because you're mining for all those minerals that all of that stuff gets into the water. Well, my girlfriend, Sarah, is in South Africa right now at a conference talking about this mining business. Mm -hmm. She represents, she runs a global law firm that helps developing nations get into better contracts with developed nations. In other words, she works not to, she's, she's like, a, she's like legal aid. Like she tries to help people, countries not get ripped off by these developing countries, like not give away all their assets and resources. Yeah. 
you know, for something as simple as clean water. And then that's another thing, right? So you have a lot of these small countries. I mean, they're on a large continent, right? But they're without what we should call natural resources now, which is like Wi-Fi, you know, internet, right? So it's basically a natural resource for these people because they're, they're disconnected from the rest of the world. China goes in and throws up a couple of towers and offers them 5G. And that's like bringing them light years, you know, into the information world. So, and people go, oh my God, China, you know, is this, China is that. So what the hell, we spend more money than China. Why aren't we spending it on the right things? It's insane. We're not investing, you know, I guess, I mean, we're not investing globally in the United States anymore. Mm, that's a good point. I like that point. But, what does that look like? I don't even know what that looks like. Well, the, right. The thing is, is that <laughs> it's it's either or, right? So people go, well, the United States uses its influence and money and power to hurt these countries. Well, then let's not do that. You know, let's use it to help these countries without. Um, I mean, there's always self-interest because they. Well, you know, the that. minute you start that bullshit and oops, the minute you start that, Harry, people are going to say, why are you going to help another country when we need help right here? I know. But the reality of it. Is I'm with you. I'm just you playing devil's advocate. But you are helping here. Right. That is helping here. Right. So you're eliminating, you know, China's footprint in the world. Right. And and making it more prosperous for those people while making it safer for you. I mean, I, I mean, instead, we want to go and we probably want to. I mean, I don't know. This is an assumption, but we would probably want to go and put missiles in these places. And stuff like that. No, just help them because it's it's insane. It's insane how little it is to help a lot of these countries, and we blow because, that money. Well, I think I think because we don't we we don't do anything unless it has some gain for us. So, but does anybody uh, do these countries have gain for us? No. Well, what is it you say, Bab? Some. When people are out there protesting and fighting mm-hmm. for stuff, right? You you're you may be against it, you know, or you may be aloof. You don't care about it. But who benefits? You, you end up benefit. benefit. Yep. Exactly. So that's the truth about you know all these developing nations, right? We need to help them develop because eventually it helps us. But you know, I, I guess it's too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet we're figuring it out on our little show. Harry, what is utterly? What am I supposed to do? Oh no, that's just um did they send you an invitation? You did, or somebody did. Well live live I, notes. What it does is it does a transcript of the show. Oh. 
So if you ever want to go in, go in and pull a certain part of the show, there's a transcript there. You mean I can't just call you and say, Harry, can you pull this piece of the show? No. <laughs> Did you say no? It's like Paul goes, uh, so <laughs> did you hear that part of the show where Bab said, I go, no, I'm not listening to everything. Uh, do you know what part? No. No. The, did you notice that you timestamp it? Because <laughs> Harry's not timestamping stuff in his head. Mm. So this is this is actually this is AI, Babs, by the way. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's invading your show right now. I know it is. Either that or I need a new monitor. So, but yeah, so it's it's a cool little thing. Creates transcripts of all the shows that are on Zoom. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yep. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, so that was the only thing that I was concerned about was the was the balloon thing. Like we're just going on and on and on about it. I'm like. Oh. Is a, we, do we have to be concerned about Ukraine? Like, are we concerned about what's happening in that's Somalia? That's what I said. This is just get in line. This is just this is on. You could put it on the back of the list of a million things, right? That's before this balloon, and and we solved it anyway. It was a gender reveal. That's a long way to go for a gender reveal. <laughs> well, China said it floated out of there. You know, country. It wasn't intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was blowing it with big fans. You know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. There's one over South America right now. Unintentional. You know, so they have, I think, three different ones floating around right now. Well, minus one that we just took out the sky. Yeah. All right. I, you but know, that's un- unintentional. I know. You know, and, and what are you going to say? What are you going to say to them? If they say, oh, we didn't mean for it to do that. <laughs> what are we well, gonna do? Go and punch him in the head, Harry? We can't do that. So the only thing is, is that a whole bunch of white powder came out. Yeah, well, of that some, balloon, they, they blew they it up. Gonna, they gonna give us some new drug. Everybody gonna get high, <laughs> clamoring for it. So you know, some the the alarmists are saying, "Oh, it could be a new form of COVID." Yeah, okay. I don't think they need to do it with a balloon. They just put somebody on a plane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, a lot that's cheaper. How, that's, that's how it all started, right? Started traveling all over the place. It's like, I think I want to leave Wuhan now. All right, here you go. Yeah. Be like, oh no, no, no. Let's don't go anywhere. We got a balloon. <laughs> We're gonna fly across <laughs> the globe. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather take a balloon? We'd like for you to take a balloon. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. All right, we'll just let it go with that. I mean, what are we going to do? Not a damn thing. Oh, gosh, I got syrup all over myself. So what were you, uh, eating? What were you eating, Babs? I was eating, um, you know, Burger King's French toast sticks are vegan. Burger King or? Uh, Burger King. Oh, because the commercial I keep seeing is French toast from Wendy's. Better than your mama's. I don't know if French toast from Wendy's is vegan. I have to look that up. But I know French toast from Burger King is vegan. And the little hash fried, little potatoes. No, I my girlfriend had surgery, so 
excuse me, she's got a six-year-old that has to get to school. So um, a bunch of us have coordinated pickup time. So today, tomorrow, and Thursday is my pickup time to take her to school. So when I drop her off, when I pick her up, drop her off at school, I swing, I swung by Burger King today. I'm not going to do it every day because it's time consuming, uh, but I got a chance to do it today. Wow. So there you go. Another thing to Babs' resume, carpooling. Carpool. I've been out to carpool again. Harry, carpool is different than when I was a carpool mommy. <laughs> this, these women are soft. They got a line. They got people directing traffic. They come to the door and get the kid out. I was a carpool mom. You had to wrestle and jockey for a spot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> you had to walk your kid to the classroom, sign okay. in, sign out. Okay. Oh my God. But you know what? It's, that's all COVID, right? So COVID made all the rules that the schools used to make you follow go away, right? Yeah. So now, now literally. They drop their kid off at the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Remember that was just dangerous? <laughs> I know. I used to walk my kids all the way to their classroom. All the way to their classroom, Harry, and sign their asses in. Yeah. Remember that? Now, you just pull up to the car. You just pull up into the driveway. They, The, the aides and the teachers are out there. Your kid jumps out. There's somebody right there. They open the door and get your kid. Yeah, it's like right. it's like it's like drop off for the car. Uh, car you know, laundry and then, day. And then think about those COVID rules, right? So it, the parent was the dangerous one in that equation. That kid is carrying everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Karen is home still today because we had our granddaughter Saturday. And they were just coming off the flu. Oh, gosh. Right? And, but they, they were fine on Saturday. But as soon as they left, as soon as they got picked up that evening, Karen just spiraled into a flu. And she's been, oh, my God. For Saturday night and all of Sunday, she was, ugh. So. Oh, man. And, and now she's she's just has the body aches now. <clears throat> So it's like, and and of course, I usually don't get anything from my granddaughters. I I, I was telling everybody here, I'm probably a carrier. <laughs> so I'm delivering. I'm a delivery system. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that China was sent to you. Oh my god! With the new virus. Oh my god. No, but so so yeah. So Karen is still laid up at home. So it's crazy. That flu is that flu was hard. Uh, it, it, listen, all this stuff is hard, Harry. All That's of it crazy. is hard. I I don't want no parts of it. I'm good as long as I don't have no milk proteins. I I'm pretty safe. The minute yeah. I have some old mess, I'm pretty good too. It's like I. It's crazy. I I don't know if it's my immune system has strengthened so much. In the last year, and since I don't know, you lost just, weight, I, I guess it's losing weight. You know, eating right, all the vitamins. Well, you, you're leveling out those comorbidities. Yeah, so it's crazy. I, you know, I couldn't. I was going to visit my nephew Sunday for his birthday, and I had to just drop off the gift because just in case I was carrying the flu, I didn't want to give it to him because his immune system is so low. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, just here's the gift. 
I don't want to have that kid catch anything because mm. he's caught stuff coming to my house after my granddaughters have gone, you know, where they haven't been in the same room, but I, you know, my granddaughters have been sick and he's catch, he's caught it just by visiting the same room, you know? So I don't know. Some people are, their immune systems are weak. Oh yeah. Really? Absolutely. It is. And then after wearing all these, you know, spacesuits for the last four years, your also your immune system hasn't been able to catch up mm -hmm. like, exposed to all these germs. You know, have a good day. Yeah, yeah have a good day. As I know, <laughs> this is my daughter going to work. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, no, it, 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 listen, as people move toward going to eat farms to buy their food now and making sure that their food is local and trying to eat locally. And, you know, I think it's, I think we'll see people get healthier. That's my wish. Yeah. And, and I think, I think the most important part of my diet now is having more fruit and vegetables, you know, be part of all of my meals. Um, I think, you know, if you look at the servings that you're supposed to get in the day, we definitely don't reach that having a handful of grapes or something like that that people do, you know. So add more fruits and vegetables to your diet. You know what? Yes. I had? You know what I had yesterday, Baz? I had um, oh, Thai red duck. Uh, what? I went to a Thai restaurant with my daughter. Oh, okay. Because I was like, where are we going yeah. with this menu? <laughs> my my daughter's my daughter turned 33 yesterday. I have a 33-year-old. My son turned 35 last month. So I took out to dinner, you know, just a daddy-daughter thing, which when I picked up, my granddaughters looked like I betrayed them, right? Because <laughs> I was only taking mom. <laughs> especially bella bella looked at me like i can't believe you're leaving me so <laughs> but i took her out i had um the roasted duck uh it's like a stew and it was freaking delicious and then i had some fish cakes which with the ginger sauce the crushed ginger was like, oh my God, it was so freaking delicious. But I still within my healthy point system. Mm -hmm. So it was good. Roast. I hadn't had duck in like forever. Love duck. Really? Yeah. I've never been a duck person. <sighs> Cooked properly. I mean, I used to, in New York, I used to go to Chinatown and eat all the time. Um, so for me, duck was just, uh, a regular meal, you know, it's like having chicken. But you I, I, you think everything is like having chicken, Harry? <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also used to have, I used to love in Chinatown. They used to have these pork bellies. Oh my god, it was like crack. The appetizer were pork bellies, and it was like crack. But yeah, everything's like having chicken to me. It's just seasoned differently. It's like my granddaughter when she was growing up. 
she she didn't know how to say pork chop, um, steak, this. So she always used to say chicken. And let me turn on my camera real quick so I can show you what she used to do. Um, so my granddaughter would go chicken, right? <laughs> so flat chicken, pork chop, right? <laughs> so she used to always go chicken, flat chicken. Oh, you want a pork chop? Yeah. Or she used to go, you, Papa, you know the chicken I like? And I used to be like, the chicken you like, the pieces, the chips, whole pork. The pieces. <laughs> so everything was chicken for a while. Okay. That is the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> The flat chicken. You know, the chicken I like, the pieces, the pieces. You mean pulled pork. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Harry. I swear to God, that's got to be the most Latino, racist, craziest mess I've ever heard in my life. It's all chicken. So that's why you're like, and you taught them that, too. (laughs) I, I mean, probably because... If they ever ask me what you want to eat, I'd be like chicken. <laughs> and Karen has to go in there and make magic. I'm good with chicken. All right. Oh my god, that is the funniest thing. Flat, flat chicken, flat chicken. Really? <laughs> oh, it's time for word on the street. Good morning, Paul Bass. Woohoo! All right. We are ready for you word on the street. The video. I'm gonna have to, um, unfortunately, Babs, see if we can get it going. Why, you can't click your camera on? Yeah, we can't get the camera on. That's what I'm trying to work on. Okay. So, um, safe driving mode. I'm going to have to keep get back out. I'm sorry, Babs. That's all right. Listen, we, we out here. <laughs> keep trying. I believe in you, Paul. I believe in you. Well, uh, oh, I think I'm going to have some chicken. I don't know, French toast. <laughs> you know that chicken you put syrup on? <laughs> I like to I like the chicken I can put milk on. <laughs> oh, all right. Hey, Paul Beasy. Word on the Hi, street. Hi, Babs. How you doing? I'm good. Where are you today? Good morning. I'm on Elm Street. And I stopped in the Burgum Pizza where my friend Kadir Chadabasabu is um is making some plans because of the um earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Oh, yes. My heart goes out. My prayers from, with people. Originally from Turkey. And as we know, over 5,000 people have lost their lives. And that's just at the current count. They're still doing a lot of rescue efforts and thousands of buildings destroyed. So, Kadir, what's the word on the street this morning? So, I've uh, been here uh, in the New Haven the last 30 years. So, that's my uh, first home. And, uh, and I feel a lot of pain uh, and uh, a lot of people uh, need it right now. And uh, I'm planning to help with uh, through my community, through my customers, and uh, I'm planning to um, bring all the proceeds Thursday with my friend Kate Walton from my neighborhood to the Turkish Embassy in New York. That's what I'm planning. So people love to eat at Brick Oven Pizza. This place is a very beloved spot in New Haven. It's connected to all sorts of communities. So on Thursday, 
Kadir is playing, take all the money he makes, not just the profits, all the money that comes in on Pizza Thursday. And he and, his, and the neighbor, Kate Walton, are going to bring the proceeds to the Turkish embassy to help with people recovering from the impact of that earthquake. Kadir, why, why do you want to do that? I just wanted to do something. I just wanted to help these people that get affected who really need it. How did it affect you? So you've been here 30 years, but you, are you, part of you still feels... I feel that I'm part of that community also, that it's just my hometown. I mean, it just did not affect my hometown, but it's the people that it's my people, and I, I feel the pain. Mm -hmm. So when you first heard about the earthquake, what was it, 7.8 magnitude, where were you? How did it affect you? Uh, it was, uh, I was in my home, and uh, I shot uh, was worried and it's we didn't know how bad was it in the beginning and later on and we find out that it's really really bad and do you know anyone's been affected been in touch with anyone from turkey not not directly not from my family that's the other side of my country but it's uh just bad bad, uh, bad pictures bad videos bad news uh, and it's gonna get worse and worse it's gonna get bad and how, you know, I'm very interested in idea about identity because I know you're very much a New Havener. That's who you are. How old were you when you left Turkey? I was 22 when I got here. I was 22 when I left Turkey. And why did you come to the U.S.? It's just the uh, American dream, you know, being mm -hmm. part of America. And of course, you are the archetype. You've been so successful in New Haven, not just with the pizza restaurant, with the housing you've built and other businesses, your son and daughter off the great careers, but there's a part of you also that still feels, if I'm not mistaken, Turkish as well. Yes, I am. I can't get rid of that. It doesn't matter how long I live here. Uh, that That's my birthplace. I still have uh, family members. I still have love for my, my birthplace, my place, my home. Babs, do you have any questions for Kadir? I was going to ask him if he had family, if he still had family and friends still in uh, in Turkey. And how often does he uh, go so back or talk to them? Yeah. Have you talked to anybody? Yeah, I've been talking to them. People is, uh, uh, I mean, every time uh, the shots, my, my hometown is getting shaked up too, but it's just like very lightly. We, not, we did not get no uh, affected, but... Uh, uh, my family members are okay. You know. There's a fault line there that, that, that this is the worst earthquake, as I understand it, in that region in almost 90 years. Earthquakes are somewhat common. Is it sort of like San Francisco? I understand um, there's a fault in there. In my lifetime, I've seen one, a uh, couple of big ones. Uh, While you live there? No, 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 no. Well, well, I was here in 2011. Uh -huh. We saw one of the eastern part of the Turkey that happened. And, uh, this is the biggest one that happened in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Our lifetime, basically. Okay. Any anything else, Babs, for Kadir? So, how long will the uh, how long will you be raising money? Will you be raising money after after this Thursday? Like, will this be an ongoing effort? Uh, depends on how the that event will go. I mean, if we see that people are really want to do help, we can keep doing this in the next couple of days and weeks, you know, we'll, we'll be part of that effort that who wants to help. I mean, you know, when I think of government peace and Babs, I think of a community place. You reach out when someone needs something or just communal. I know that during Ramadan, you break the fast here. We've had right. stories about that. 
And it's interesting how you're, you're, you've always had an ethic of being part of a community here. Right. You're also part of a community. I'm part back of the, the white and the Dixville community. And I have my neighbors here at the time of the Christmas, the Thanksgiving, you know, who needs it? I'll donate the stuff here, my own, but this is beyond my power now. I wanted to help. I wanted to get some help from my customers and my neighbors and my friends who is from New Haven. I want to be like kind of bridge from here to that, to earth, victims of the earthquake. So sorry, seek to be Kadir and Babs. When we face a community that's so much bigger than any one person, so much bigger than any one community, so much bigger than one country, national disasters, we always wonder what can we do? And there's something almost poetic to me that you're thinking in terms of you're someone who makes pizza. You do a lot of other things too, but it begins here with you make pizza. And you thought your first inclination, it seems to me that you wanted to take what you do, which is that you make pizza and, so, and that would be your role in raising money. Am I right? right? I mean, the whole joke about raising dough, right? You're right. going to raise dough for the right. pie. You're going to raise dough to help people in need. Right. We want to help people who need. And what kind of, what's the favorite pizza here? What kind of, what should people come eat on, on Thursday? I mean, the, the, just the regular cheese, pepperoni, sausage, bacon, whatever they like. I mean, we'll be cooking that day for the victims of the earthquake mm-hmm. who needs it, that all the money will go there. And what hour is you open? We open 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning. You still wow. at 3 a.m.? Yes, that's my hour. You're here to 3 a.m.? Yeah, last 25 years I've been here. That's my wow, hour. Wow, you really work hard. Yeah. <laughs> you have your other businesses too. And um, now, we, of course, you want people to come to break up on other days as well. But Thursday, you got to make sure one of your pies, one of your meals, you're going to go to 3 a.m. Uh, anything else for Baz before we sign off? No, I, I, I hope people show up. I hope. People see this and see you and come and even if they don't buy a pizza, put some put a jar out there so people can put some money in it, you know, in case they don't want to buy a pizza. That's a good idea. Yeah. She's saying put a jar out even if people want to come by Thursday and not buy pizza, they can put some money in. I see a jar right there. Right. Yeah. That's a tip job. It says money is the root of all evil. Cleanse yourself. There's a. So I always think to me that, you know, we think about politics and division so much, and these are real issues in the world, how nations deal with each other, how people are treated. But when there's an emergency, I think sometimes when there's a natural disaster, it pulls people out of that. We've kind of seen our better selves and what we have in common with each other rather than what divides that. I wonder if you feel that way at all. Or when you look yeah, at I feel that way. And uh, America's, the, the federal government sent some uh, rescue uh, team and dogs and all of that. So the, the, all over the world is helping right now, trying to get alive people. Of course, we saw the pics this morning of the children who are being yeah. pulled out of the buildings and it kind of breaks your heart. Yeah. Seeing one picture of the kid who's actually rescued has more of an impact some of us than just reading the sentence of all the thousands who have lost their lives, you know? And, so, um, um, and, Paul? Yeah? Is there a is there a, a large Turkey-Syrian contingency here in New Haven? Is there a large Turkish-Syrian community in, in New Haven? Uh, yes, a lot, of, a lot of Turkish and a lot of Syrian Arabs. Uh, is it considered one community or, or two? Uh, we, we, we separated. We are Turkish community and that's a but only common things that we have the same religion, you know, we see each other as a, like brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but 
we are different. We speak different language. That's the main uh, divided line that uh, we, we cannot understand each other uh, out of the heart, hundred percent. So, uh, but it's uh, both community. There is a there's a mosque in West Haven that uh, belongs to the the Arabs. There's a mosque in uh, New Haven that belongs to the Turkish community. Where is the mosque in New Haven? Middletown yeah. Avenue? Middletown Avenue. Yeah, Thompson. we've been there. Yeah. And are they a focus of the efforts right now? Yeah, they, they're doing the, their scale of it. You know, they're collecting jackets and blankets and they collect money, the, you know, all the goods that who they can use at the winter time, or the, all the money that they, they're raising. That's right off exit eight there. Exit eight, yes. Is that the focus of the community, the Turkish community in New Haven? Turkish community in New Haven, yes. And how large is it? Uh, we are about uh, 1,500, 2,000 people around New Haven County. County, yes. Wow. Yes. Well, our hearts are with you. Yeah, if, if they want it, they can go over there. They can come here and have a pizza and a dinner and... Uh, the, the money that they spend and uh, can go to earthquake victims. All right, sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Okay, Babs, we'll let you get back. This is Paul and Kadir with the word on the street on Elm Street. I love Babs, love talk on WNHH New Haven's home for community radio. Assalamu alaikum. Wow. All right, I guess let me get let me let me get my let me get my money tight, Harry, so I could go over there Thursday and drop some money in the in the jar. Cause man, oh man, oh man, oh man. So it's uh something. Something, 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 something. So much trouble on my mind. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, between Syria. Turkey, Haiti, you know, all the places where there is just natural disaster. I guess that's what you want to call it. Uh, natural disaster. And Markisha has spent some time in Turkey. Uh, and uh, I hadn't had a, had a chance to talk to her, but that's a lot of people, uh, loss of life. And they're past 5,000 people. So by the time this is over and said and done, you know, 7.8 on the Richter scale, um, uh, 11 miles, uh, you know, with the depth of 11 miles, that's a pretty daggone uh, earthquake. It's just. Uh, that's just tough. This is tough. Tough, tough, tough. And it's got to be, you know, they, they're going to need aid. They're going to need aid. They're going to need humanitarian help. They're going to need people to donate. They're going to need people to go there and help dig out, you know. Uh, and they already, they already had difficult conditions over there, right? So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. You know, it's just going to be, it's just going to be a, huh, you know, I, I'm reading The Guardian. Uh, 
you know, because there's there's some warring going on. I I don't even know how you could get into a war when you got. <laughs> Does the war stop? Does civil unrest stop in the in the face of a natural disaster? Because what is the point? What is the point? That that ought to tell you that you you do not own the land. You could take the land. You can do whatever you want. But then Mother Nature always has the final say. So I don't, I don't you know. <sighs> you know, so I guess the jails are broken open and some of these icy folks is running around. And where are they going to go? <laughs> you know, uh, they're just trying to pull people from the debris. So we'll see what happens. <sighs> it's just... Uh, it's just a, it's just a, it's just one of these things where everything everything pales in comparison to the immediate moment. So whatever the beef is, whatever the fighting is, whatever that is, has to take a second seat, right? Because you got to find people. <laughs> this is what this is what I mean. Wars are just are ridiculous, ridiculous tools of men. Just ridiculous tools of men, of patriarchy. It's ridiculous tools of patriarchy. <sighs> I mean, now you got, I mean, you have to feed these people. You have to create up sanitation places. You've got to be able to. Uh, people have got to be able to have clean water. You know, uh, <clears throat> you still have to dig through the rubble to find other potential survivors. And it's still early, so you probably do have survivors. You know, um, I don't know what the weather situation is like, if the weather plays a part in, you know, how how this is. Uh, but the neighboring countries, particularly Muslim countries, you know, got to come to their aid. Everybody's got to come to their aid, not just Muslim countries. Everybody has to come to their aid now. And we have to do this for everything. We got to do it for Haiti. We got to do it for Turkey. We got to do it for Syria. I don't. It doesn't matter what your political leanings are in these particular moments. The loss of life, the the loss of life, the saving of life, and to and to and to help undo the catastrophe of this is what is important. It is what binds us and makes us human. It's what makes us human. I don't know of any religion that says turn your back. Every sacred scripture I know, whether it's in the Talmud, the Quran, the the uh, the the Christian um, Bible. You know, uh, Sanskrit, all the things, not one of them say, turn your back on a neighbor. <laughs> so we are compelled as humans to help one another. We are compelled by the laws of humanity to help one another. And help we must. And there's no help that's too small. Ugh. Oh, my God, it's just so much. It's just so much. You know, it's just so much. It's just a lot. And I and I mean this. We have to be better. We have to be better to each other. We have to be better to each other. We have to be better stewards of the earth. I mean, we just have to. We just have to sort of set our minds to that as a as a real achievable task and goal. You know, we are so quick to war. We are so readily to war. We are so readily to end lives for all kinds of 
philosophies and doctrinations and ideologies and political will and political gain and power. Imagine if we turn that on its head, turn that on the head and say, we're going to build and we're going to repair and we're going to fix. We're going to cultivate and we're going to nurture and we're going to grow and we're going to develop this whole world for the good of everyone. Can you imagine if we just, just did that? When I see these natural disasters, it just, it just makes me realize that our time on this planet is short and, and tender. And we don't seem to act as though that is true. We don't seem to act as though it's true. And, 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 and we are always given the lessons about how tenuous our place and our time on this planet is through the weather, the environment, natural disasters. I mean, we are being told in real time how much time we have if we don't turn things around and be better humans to and with each other and greater stewards of this earth, greater stewards. We must tend to one another. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not tending to one another. We're not doing that. And we must begin to do that. And this is why, you know, this is why I, I spend a lot of time talking about um, getting vulnerable and intimate with people uh, so that they in turn could go and be vulnerable and intimate with people. We have walled ourselves up to the point where we are numb to what is happening around us. And, and we cannot survive. There is no Afrofuturism. There is no future. If we don't do foundational things to repair, repair breaches amongst us with each other. <sighs> and I believe that. You know, I believe vulnerability is a superpower. Um, I believe intimacy is the way to move in the world. You know. And we've got to we've got to connect to one another. So tonight is the opening night for uh, Freedom Dreams. And if you're around in New Haven, stop by Creative Arts Workshop, and then come see me up on the second floor, where spiritual direction is what I'm going to be doing and talking about. And I want people to come and 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 share some time with me uh, to do just that. To, to come and spend some time. Uh, I'm going to be there every Monday, three to five. And come and sit with me while I walk you, I walk with you through vulnerability and intimacy and, and, and connection. And then I want you to go into the world and do the same thing. That's really what I want. That's what I want. So I want you to come. Won't you come? Won't you come? <laughs> come, won't you come? tonight and uh and 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 join me i'll be there every monday from now to march 6th and then uh february 25th uh one to three and then i'm done on march 6th the, i think the display will stay up and i'll put something up i'll write something in this chair that people can sort of 
stay, you know. Like sit in this chair, close your eyes and feel the chair under you. And then uh, think about how, you know, you want to be in the world. You know, think about how you can create joy. Think about how you can create peace, not just for yourself. It can't just be for yourself. Although I would suggest that you have to be peaceful within yourself to bring peace to other people. You know, that, that I do believe that. You have to have some love of yourself to bring love to other people. Otherwise, you're faking the funk. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you've never received. So fill yourself up. You've got to fill yourself up and, and learn, learn. And if, and if you don't, if you, and if you can't go and do this with other people, start with yourself, figure that out, but don't let it take you years and years and years, you know, get into a, 30 days will give you a practice of self-love. 30 days will get you right in your own self. 30 days will change anything. 30 days. If you can't do 30 days, try 15 days, you know, put the pedal to the metal and get 15 days in. You know, because that's we have to we have to do this. We have to do this, you know, and I applaud the people that are out there doing the environmental work. I'm doing the inner spiritual work. I'm doing the inner work. I want to lead people to the inner work because I think if I can, if I can, if I can get people to do the inner work, they can go into the outer spaces and, and change the trajectory of this world, you know. And, and I, I don't have to do with a whole lot of whole lot of lecturing, prayer kind of religious kind of stuff. I, get right. <laughs> get yourself right. Whatever right is for you, get yourself right. Get yourself right. Figure out what it is that you need to be healed from. And I don't even like healing. Get yourself to a place where you can, whatever pains you, you make space for that pain. You're not going to code it. You're not going to band-aid it. You're not going to, you're not going to uh, uh, medicate it. What you're going to do is make space for it and acknowledge that you have the pain. And then you could go and do all the other things that you need to do. And then, you know, some people like to say healing. I, I personally don't think I could heal from a lot of things. What I can do is acknowledge that this is the harm. I see the harm is sitting right next to me. And I can move through the world without it being on my back. It's not on my back. It's next to me. I see it. I see you harm. <laughs> I see you trauma. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I'm not carrying you. But you you welcome the, you're right here on the journey. You could be right here, right here. Harm, trauma, pain unhappiness, all of it, right, right here, right here. I don't have to have it on my back. It doesn't have to weigh my heart down. That I can move through the world uh, liberated. That's what I want. So so if you got time, run yourselves over to uh, Brick Oven Peace over there on Elm and uh, uh, put some money in the, in the, in the dish, something, buy a pizza. They're going to they gonna give up all the money to their to their uh to the cause of Turkey and Syria, you know. And then, you know, there, there's stuff going on. So I'm gonna take a break. I'll be back at 1015. Uh so stay tuned. Be right back. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 
103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking, or you and your homies might be lined in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Oh, I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. Got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Back 11 in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a loped out gangster, set tripping banger. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat. The way I'm living life, do or die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see? 24 the way things is going, I don't know. Tell me why are we so I 
for true love floating around inside my soul because my soul is cold one half of me deserves to be this way till i'm old but the other half needs affection and joy and the one that is created by a girl and a boy i need love Thank you.
Back to Love Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Earl's Ivy. Thanks for unmuting me, Harry. I was messing around with the trying to click on the damn the damn icon for uh, unmuting. Uh, that was good. I was so I was so involved listening to uh, Sweet Honey and the Rock because it is February. It's Black History Month. Y'all know it's Black History Month, and so you know I know I'm Black 365, 24/7. But in February, I'm black, 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 black. <laughs> I'm blackity, black, black, black in February. Just FYI. <laughs> so if you think I was black in uh, 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 January, and you know I'm going to stay black March, but February, I'm blackity, black, black, black. Black and black, black, black. So you're going to get some of this uh, black history all the time, every day for the next 28 days, baby. I'm going to bring it to you. I'm just going to bring it to you. Uh, I hope you're well. Um, thank you, Paul, for uh, talking to uh, uh, the, the brother that uh, runs the brick oven pizza. I, 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 let me tell you something. I was... Uh, when I was living in my house on Bellevue and, you know, had a fireplace and I remember it was, uh, I had just had the fireplace clean and I was trying to figure out where to get wood from. And my brother knows him. And so he had said to my brother, if she needs wood, she can always pull her car up and take as much wood as she wants. And he meant that it was a very kind gesture. And periodically I did roll up there and get me a couple of pieces of wood. And I knew it was wood for the pizza, right? Because they have a, a wood-burning stove. That's what they cook the pizzas on. So I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't trying to, like, take so much. But I would periodically, when I was low on funds, I'd go over there and get a couple pieces of wood put in my car. Because he said I could do it. Um, and uh, he was very kind and generous, you know. Because in, in those early days when I, you know, when I was in the midst of just trying to rebuild my life, I didn't have any money. I mean, I didn't have a job and... You know, it was just, it took everything I had just to sort of make sure that the kids ate. And I mean, I was getting, you know, child support kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, child support doesn't, you know, my ex-husband wasn't an NBA or NFL player. So, <laughs> so you know, I wasn't getting 8000 a month or, you know, ten grand a month and that kind of stuff. You know, it was a couple of hundred dollars. And, uh, you know, uh, and so that's just one of the kind things. Uh that he just allowed. So, so I do believe that when people are kind like that, it comes back to them in spades. It just goes back around the world and comes right back to you. So I, I just, I just, I just believe that so much. So, and uh, I hope that people can come and uh, help, help them help their people. So that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So anyway, 
So Thursday, they've got a, a thing going on. So go over there, buy some pizzas, uh, leave some money in the on the counter, something, do something. You know, even if it's $5, it's $5 that they didn't have until you walked in there and put it on the counter. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, supporting them. And I know my my church denomination, the UCC folks, are doing stuff. They've already put the call out. I got my email this morning. Uh, they are they they put the call out. So, so if you're a member of a UCC church, whether whether uh, it's in Connecticut or wherever, wherever you're listening to me from, uh, check with your local UCC church. Even if you ain't a member of the UCC church, check in anyway. Take some money over there. <laughs> Take some money over there and let them know that you know what you heard it, you heard it from a UCC member somewhere, and you thought you'd come and bring some money over. Do that, because um, you know what? It's these moments. We listen. No shade, but I know the Beyonce tickets is going on sale, so you know, match your Beyonce tickets to the to the to the greater good. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying if you got opportunity to buy them tickets. Throw some money over there to help some somebody. And, and, you know, honestly, there are campaigns all over this world to help people. So you're not, you're not at a, you, you're not, you're not at a loss as to what to do. You know, we've seen natural disasters before. We will continue to see them. Um, so, so there are arms out there. Now don't get scammed. You know, something feels weird. Trust what you know. Ask somebody before you give. Go and do some research before you give. So you're not on the news looking like a fool talking about, oh my God, I can't believe I was duped. Yes, you can, because you didn't do your due diligence. You let somebody tell you how to feel, and then you trusted that feeling without saying, let me find out what I need to know if this is legit. It's not insulting. It's not insulting to the charity. The charity wants to be in good stead too, if it's a charity in good stead. You know, these are not the times to be being hustled. We we know we know enough now not to get hustled. I don't care who you are, where you are. You know enough now not to get hustled. Do your homework. Search. Ask somebody. If you do a search and it comes up new, then you call somebody else, particularly somebody way younger than you, and say, "Hey, I'm interested in this charity. Can you do a little? I I try to find something on them." I found whatever I found, but I just want somebody to just double check. It doesn't make you seem lame or stupid or not on your game or feeble or whatever, whatever the foolishness you tell yourself to keep you from asking for help. And there's a lot of that out there, you know, people so proud that they don't want to ask for help. Ask. You want me to do some reconnaissance for you? I will be like, let me find out. I know people who run charities. Is this reputable? How do I know? And I'm sure there are sites that will tell you what are reputable uh, uh, organizations to give to in times in times like these so people don't get hustled. Come on now. We're not getting scammed. Don't get scammed. We know enough now. We know way more than we knew Many years ago, we know way more now. Come on. 
don't get scammed. <laughs> stay. I need you to stay with me. <laughs> I need you to stay with me. Don't get scammed. You know, and it's no shame in asking. It's no shame in asking, you know, is this legit? I got to find out if this is legit. I got to find out if this is right. I got to find out if this makes sense. I got to find, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, we are all, we are, we, we, we work hard for the things that we have. We want, we, when we give, we want to make sure they give to the right places and the right pathways. And we want to make sure we do what is in, what is right. And we don't want to get duped. Nobody wants to get duped. So don't get duped. <laughs> Come on now. Ask. A-S-K. Ask someone in your family, in your church, in your neighborhood. Ask people. And people will be happy to help you. Happy to, happy to vet. Happy to do that work. Listen, you call me, I'll call my sister. My sister is like, she's like better than the government. <laughs> she can zero in on where you work. Where the last time you had lunch? <laughs> She's like an agent. <laughs> I'm not making that up neither. I'm I'm serious. So I'm just like, you know, come on. Let me help you help you. Let me help you. So anyway, uh, give if you can. Give if you can. It is Valentine's Day and it's uh, coming up fast. I love, I love this season of love. I'm already trying to think about what I want to wear, what I want to do. And I'm taking my girlfriends for early dinner. I think I'm going to go to Cafe 9 for some live music afterwards um, because Ife has a boyfriend. So she's going to go be with her boyfriend, I'm sure. I love saying Ife has a boyfriend. <laughs> Ife has a boyfriend for all of us. <laughs> I have I have an unboyfriend for all of us. She has a boyfriend boyfriend for all of us. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. So I I you know I get that boyfriend experience. I do. You know, I get it through my friends. I get it through, you know, all kinds of ways and situations. But anyway, Valentine's Day is coming. It's my favorite, one of my favorite holidays, second to my birthday and Christmas. <laughs> I just like I just like anything that's like solely committed to love and expression of love. And ladies, for all you people who are like, it's so commercial. You know what? Make a damn card then. Go to the craft store and make a card if you feel it's very commercial. Because I got to tell you, them damn Hallmark cards say exactly what I need to be said when I need it. So ain't no guessing. <laughs> I'm not sitting there for hours trying to figure out the right sort of thing to say. Hallmark mahogany cards got me covered. <laughs> That's a good commercial. They should hire me to do that commercial. I don't mess around with words, baby. I go straight to uh, to the professionals. Hallmark has me covered. <laughs> when I care to send the very best, Hallmark. <laughs> and then they got the whole mahogany line too. So it gives me the blackness that I like with the mm-mm that I like written by mm-mm black people. Child, let me tell you what I tell you. I'm black, me black, black, black. I'm black and black, black, black. So I, you know, but I got a bunch of cards though. So I've got to get my. I'm gonna work on my cards this week. I got up this morning was doing my SLA, LSAT studies, and I, I, you know, I left Saturday Academy feeling a little defeated because I was like, God, am I not getting this? But doing the drills and then doing a drill this morning, I'm starting to sort of see the pattern of my strength. 
you know, I'm, I, I think I'm coming along with logi- logical re- reasoning questions, you know, uh, must be true, can be true, must be false, can be false, that kind of thing. And uh, inference, I'm good at inference questions. Like what is inferred here? I don't know why I'm good at that, but I'm good at it because it just jumps out at me. It's very clear. So I took a test this morning. I did some drills this morning and I, I, you know, I got 70% right. So, so that makes me feel good that I'm, I'm getting better at this. <sighs> it is about time though. It is about time. It is about, um, it is about time. So it's uh, not about time that I get it. It's about time. Like the time that it takes to do the, the, the reasoning. So that's all I'm saying. But anyway, it's, it's Valentine's Day uh, month. <laughs> yeah, I take the whole month. I take the whole month and be blackity black, 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 baby. You don't even know. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, I'm good. I'm happy. And uh, it's it's going pretty good. I mean, I, I, there's some things that I really hope that I can get accomplished and achieve, you know, these things that I hold to my heart that I don't share, that I don't say out loud, except in my private spaces. Um, th- those things, because everything is not for consumption. Everything can't be for consumption. Believe it or not, I don't share every single thing that goes on in my world. I just share the things that I find most interesting, but there are some personal, unique, intimate things that I just don't share. Um, so, so I have some aspiration and dreams in, in, in that category. <laughs> I'm just going to let them percolate, simmer, develop, I'll nurture them, see what happens. I, I think, I think the greatest time for me is coming. I think this is a good time now, but I think, the greatest time is coming when, when, when I think everything will be aligned. For, even if it's for a few moments, there'll be a moment when everything is aligned in my favor. Everything, and because I, I know what that moment is like, I have stood in that moment a few times in my life where everything was aligned for a few moments, like everything. And I, I kind of want to have that feeling one more time before I die. So, and it doesn't mean that I, I only want it for a few minutes. I'm just saying, whatever I could get, I'll get and I'll be happy and I'll take it. That's the point that I'm making. So we'll see. <laughs> we we shall see. We shall see. So, but yeah, so I've got some work to do today. I need to go over and wrestle and wrangle with the paper. And then I get myself together. Uh, get myself together for this evening. I was over there yesterday. I put batteries in my, in my condos. So I'm very happy about that. And uh, I wrote on the wall. So I've got, you know, I've got some other things I need to do. Uh, I probably will bring a few more books over there because um, that would be a nice thing. Um, if there was a plug, I'd bring some records, but I don't think there's a plug anywhere near me. So uh, I couldn't bring any records because I absolutely would bring some records and play some music. You know what I mean? Play some music. Oh, my God. Somebody's dragging that damn garbage can. And I wish to God they would stop. (laughs) But I know it's got to be done. (laughs) 
But oh my God, it is loud and noisy. Well, that's the last of it, I suspect. They got it done. It's fine. I'll leave it alone. But I think they can hear me. That's why they keep doing it. I'm just making that up. (laughs) That's like malice aforethought. They don't have any reason to uh, disrupt disrupt my peace and know that I'm working. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just gonna just gonna not make that up. Leave that alone. (laughs) But they're still out there messing with them trash cans. I just want to yell out the window. Will you effing stop? (laughs) I I don't dare, though, because that's not being neighborly. (laughs) I cannot have these conversations about global wellness. And then I want to, like, cuss my neighbor out next door because they're friendly. Their trash can is too loud. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, me, oh, my. I'm a fool for you, baby. Oh, me, oh, my. I'm a fool for you, baby. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. So, prayers to uh, Turkey and Syria. <sighs> so much strife in the world. There's a lot of good things in the world, too. High five to uh, uh, Viola Davis for getting a Grammy for um, the reading of her book, narration of her book. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. And, uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool pretty damn cool anyway uh what else where was i going with that i was thinking about uh so yeah so that makes her the 18th person in the world to have like an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony right i said that right so there you go emmy a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony he got. So that must be pretty nice. Listen, if you can do a thing, do a thing. That's what I say. If you could do a thing, do a thing. And it's rightly so. So anyway, uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, you know, I, the the best way for me to figure out what's on Netflix is go to the Netflix uh, Facebook page because they give you all the little movies that they got running and they give you like the trailer for it. I didn't even know it was this many films. And, you know, I'm one for a rom-com. Like, I love a good rom-com. I know what I watched. I watched um, Jennifer Lopez and Marry Me, which was cute. That was a cute little movie. Uh, it was a charming little movie. You know, sometimes you need a rom-com. Like, you need a movie that doesn't have a heavy lift to it. That's what I was trying to tell Harry. I was like, Harry, sometimes you want a movie that doesn't require you to be on edge, biting your fingernails, worrying about these people going to survive, or any of that foolishness. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I like a rom-com. I love a good romantic comedy. You know, boy meets girl. They they kind of like each other. They don't like each other, but there's some tension. Timing is off. They get caught up with other people, but they realize 
that they love each other and that they need to be together. I like those kind of movies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I just uh I just kind of like these rom-coms. So it's very nice. So not a heavy lift. And I love a good musical too, don't get me wrong. Like I, I remember when High School Musical was a show on TV. I loved it. My kids and I, we watched it. We watched it every week. It was great. They took all the songs that I loved and we learned all the songs. It was great. I'm telling you, just such a nice, I just love it. Although I love to see more Black people in romantic comedies. You know, and make them equally nice as, uh, you know, uh, other other romantic comedies. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know. But anyway, <sighs> that's the way of the world. But, you know, now we got some of these streaming devices. Um, you have opportunity to uh, see a lot more people, you know. I, like, I love watching uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I thought that was such a, uh, uh, I, I loved it. And I think there's a part two coming. So I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see part two. So, so I enjoy Crazy Rich Asians. So I'm on the Netflix site now. So I'm looking at all the, <laughs> I'm looking at all the 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 movies that are coming up, and uh, uh, all the all the, uh, the Christmas music movies, which I love, particularly in July. Uh, I mean, there's so many good movies out there. So so this is why I love my Facebook page because I can I can. I could stream through the Netflix page and see all the movies that I wouldn't know existed. Cause I, I don't know how I would not, I don't know how I would know. I don't know how I would know these. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know how I would know. Them. So, so it makes me happy to sort of, uh, uh, you know, see, see them. Uh, I tell you what, when I watched the, um, when I watch the Nollywood movies, you know, the Nigerian films, the African films, they are so centered around women finding husbands. That mess gets on my nerves. Like, can't people just like not? And uh, I can't seem to, I can't, I, I, there are some that I really, really like. And uh But I know there are some that don't just have that as a storyline, you know, uh, but a lot of them do. So it becomes, you know, after a while, you're like, oh, my God, does they want anything other than a husband? <laughs> or they have like terrible mother-in-laws who treat them like trash. Like, oh, my God. Really? You know, and it's always around. The, it's always the, the the son, mother who is always, you know, doesn't think anybody's good enough for her tired son and he can't stand up to his mama and I'm thinking who can't stand up to their mama in a respectful way so anyway I just was like eh. 
So I just like, you know, I just leave it. Just leave it, leave it, leave it. So I don't watch, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't spend too much time. Uh, I don't spend too much time uh, pouring over those kinds of films, you know. But I do find some gems in the in the mix. I do, I do find some gems, and I'm like, oh, this is such a good film, you know. And then and then I do like a good, you know, murder mystery, who done it? Like a good who done it. I think that's probably why. And I, and I, and I like a, a who done it that's quirky and funny, like the whole knives the knives out franchise is becoming. You know, I saw the first one. I just saw the second one, the 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 glass onion. <laughs> with with Janelle Monet running through the whole damn movie, just running. But she is cute as she could be, though. So I'm not mad at it. So yeah, so I like that kind of stuff. Uh I, I watch and uh I engage. I like a good whodunit. I really do. Uh I like a good monster movie. I, I don't like supernatural movies, you know, with ghosts and stuff like that. I don't I don't care for those kinds of movies, you know. Um, you know, I don't I don't care for that where things are floating and moving and uh uh-uh. uh. I don't mind a witch or you know, witches and I like a good vampire movie, I like werewolf movies, yeah, I like monster movies, you know. I don't I don't mind a good monster movie at all you know uh, i love a dracula movie i love i like that kind of stuff i just don't like you know supernatural devil evil kind of things like i, I don't go for those kind of movies you know like evil is prevalent and then there's like you know just gratuitous violence and you know unthinkable acts <laughs> i don't like that kind of stuff on my brain but, you know, I don't mind a witch who could cast a spell or, you know, <laughs> werewolves that got to chain themselves in the basement of full, full, full moon days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind those. Those don't frighten me. I find those interesting. So I'm just telling you what I, what I like. Uh, so there's that. And, and that's it. You know, I like a good comedy. I don't I don't like being at comedy shows, but I like watching comedy on TV. So I like watching comedy on TV. And I and I know there's some good ones out and I haven't watched like I haven't watched Trevor Noah. I, there's a p- bunch of books I haven't watched um that I could probably watch because I know they'll just crack me up. And uh and huh, we all could use a little laugh, couldn't we? It is just ridiculous the way the state of the world is. And it's the state of the world that we created. So there's that part. You know, it's just that part. So ah, anyway, what a world, what a world, what a world, what a world, what a world. Let me see what's going on so I can tell. You know, make sure I'll come down creative arts workshop tonight. Check out the check out the uh, exhibition. I think you will love. Uh, these artists they are just amazing just amazing the stuff you know i took a i was at the gallery last last evening 
And I took a walk through. I was just like, wow, look at this. Look how incredible this is. Look how much artistry lives among us in people. You know, I think people will be uh, very much blown away by the majesty of all the art. And just make sure, you know, you come on upstairs and see me, you know, in the back, in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the dark. Remember that from Flip Wilson? Do y'all remember Flip Wilson? He used to have a TV show. I was a little, little kid. But I remember um, when, when he was Geraldine. That was the character. Um, and he was dressed as Geraldine. And uh, and she was, you know, she was a swinging sister. And I think her boyfriend was killer. <laughs> and uh, and I think she would always say, killer was like, meet me. Meet you where? In the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the dark. I stayed with me my whole life. I don't, I have no idea why I would know this. I must have been like six, seven years old when Flip Wilson was on TV. And I just loved him. And I loved his Geraldine character. He was so good at it. But I remember that in the booth in the back, in the corner in the dark. (laughs) So anyway, uh, all the things that we remember. The things we do for love. I just remember that. I'm trying to think all the things that I can remember from TV shows. Um, Bewitched. They didn't have a song. I could hear the music. They didn't have a song. Um, Maud, Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. And then um, All in the Family, Good Times. Uh, Everybody, I know, you know, you know all those songs. Uh, What else? I was trying to think of all the Jetsons. The Flintstones, like all those songs that stick in your head because you remember them and you heard them every single day without, without you know, I mean, it's just repetition. That's all it was. And it was catchy, 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 like commercial song, like commercials, you know, like to all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. It's a Big Mac. <laughs> McDonald's Big Mac. To all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. I'll probably be in a nursing home remembering that. <laughs> I don't even know what other food thing I could remember. I, I That's the one that sticks out because I remember it's so vivid. And again, it's just catchy and rolls off your tongue and it was repetitive. Do you know what I mean? Like you heard it so much. You know, it's like, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And I, I remember Margo was little, and she'd say, can we go to ba-da-ba-ba-ba? I was like, what? <laughs> can we go where? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So that's why when Harry told a story about his daughter saying she wanted the flat chicken, <laughs> which meant pork chops, <laughs> what she say? Dad, the kind of chicken I want is the kind, you know, the kind, the parts. <laughs> and then pulled pork. And I just love, I just love the way the kids just sort of, they communicate. I just think that's the funniest thing. And, and I could hear, I could almost hear her doing it. And, and because we say everything tastes like chicken, 
Uh, and if kids hear you say that enough, I would imagine they would internalize that. And then everything is chicken, flat chicken, pork chops, pieces, pulled pork. <laughs> so that makes sense. To, that makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. And that, that speaks to how people learn. That really does. That speaks to all the different pathways to learning that people have uh, that we beat out of them because we don't know how to teach to it. We don't know how to use that kind of thinking to the benefit of the children who learn that way. It just makes me think of that. It just makes me think about all the kids that sort of suffer with um, not being understood because people are not understanding, you know, you know. So, so it makes me think about that. It makes me think about all those children who, just like this, just like Harry's daughter would say, the flat chicken, meaning the pork chop or the pieces of chicken, the pulled pork. <laughs> that, that really is a way of learning. You know, I just love that. So anyway, I'm on my way out, boys and girls. I've got a big day ahead of me. I hope y'all come down to Creative Arts Workshop. It's going to be great. It's going to be lovely. Come see these artists and their work. No, seriously, come see their work. You're going to be stunned by what you see. And you're, you're, going, to, you're going to be in a room full of greatness. Seriously, you're going to be in a room full of greatness. I don't want you to miss it. Plus, the exhibit will be up. But tonight's opening, opening night where they'll be like food and drink. So come and be merry and festive and charming and darling. You know, come, come for all that. And then... Uh, Stay for the art. <laughs> I'm out of here, good people. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow. I got a guest tomorrow. I, I believe I have a guest tomorrow. Yes, I have Carlton. Carlton Highsmith. Now come and come on and talk about the Boule. You know, I think it's the oldest fraternal, black fraternal organization in the world. So anyway, he's gonna come on tomorrow. We're gonna talk about that history and what they got going on. So have a good night. I'll see y'all.
freedom till it comes stand for freedom 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 freedom